friends, Shan here with the brilliant, the one and only Jenna Baker. And we are talking about our focus this week, which is Ganesh or Ganesha. Yes. Or Ganapati, uh, which is the half elephant, half boy god. Would you say male. boy man? Yeah, he's male for male. sure. Male. There male. we go. He's Maybe male. An age on it. With an elephant head. So yeah. yeah. So <laughs> who is this? What are his many names? Yes. And why, though? Why, though? <laughs> but why? So, I think I'm going to start with the why. Because okay. I think that's our theme. Like, our general, like, process Interest, for dealing yes. with anything. But why, though? Um, God, if we had, a, like, a subtitle, it always just be why, though. Why, though? But why, though? Um, so, Ganesh, we... Okay, so we talk about deities here at Practice Indie very consciously. Um, we also openly admit that Practice Indie is in Indiana, in... The United States. Run by a white run girl. By a white person and, like, is not in a space where uh, the probably the predominant religious orientation is a religion from Southeast Asia. I don't think that's even, like, that far off a of fact. I think it's just where that's we are. That's probably hard. That's true. just, like, who we are. Yeah. And, however, one of the things we've always done at Practice Indie, and, you know, you can speak to this even more than I can, but... We've always tried to keep yoga in context as best we could, which is the acknowledgement that it comes from a much deeper culture and a much deeper um, religious but also philosophical basis than simply just any other fitness or workout thing you could do. And so we have made the conscious choice over the last year and maybe a little bit more to really have a presence in engaging with the broader culture of yoga. And it's kind of not fair to do that without acknowledgement of deities and avatars and icons of the culture and religion that yoga comes from. So if you were around last year, we did a lot of work around, you know, mostly deities um, a few figures from stories like Sita and Ram. And that was done really consciously because they are access points, just like parables that you would find in like probably the more um, common religions in this area. Parables and stories and deities and avatars are mechanisms to connect. It doesn't mean that you believe that Ganesha himself is like your deity. It means that you see something within Ganesh that gives you an opportunity for reflection, which is fundamentally yoga. Mm -hmm. So we, we have embraced the deities here in their context. And we have practicing folks who are existing in um, Hindu traditions. We have folks that deeply, deeply study and exist in a lifestyle of like Trikashaivism. We have active Buddhists at the studio too. So I want to be clear that like we have a very diverse religious population really mm -hmm. for a studio in Indiana. Um, but this is about honoring, I think at the end of the day. And so we talk about Ganesh or any of the other deities because we want to honor. And so that brings us to the beginning of all things, Ganesh or Ganesha or Ganapate himself as the Lord of beginnings, which is the way I like to describe him, but he's also the Lord of removing but also placing obstacles so one of the biggest misconceptions about Ganesha is that he's just simply the remover of obstacles he is not he also places them which 
No one loves an obstacle that appears <laughs> in their path, and Ganesha is very, very beloved across many cultures and many groups. And so uh, I think we kind of like push to the side that he places the obstacles, but I love him as the Lord of Beginnings. And so that's why we're talking about him this week in you know January is because this is the time to begin. So he's here. He's here to, to begin with us. Yeah. I He, in many ways, reminds me of in the removing and placing of obstacles, uh, kind of a Gopal or baby Krishna. Oh, yeah. that like, he's, he's often depicted, well, always depicted as, like, jovial yes. and um, a beautiful mischief about mm-hmm. him and a curiosity about him. And um, so I think in that way, when you think about, like, the placing of obstacles, which... Not, not and most obstacles aren't joyful or mischievous sure. but often they are the thing that help divert the river to the place it was supposed to go you know mm-hmm. or or whatever so i think sometimes we think of obstacles in such a negative context and i'd say that is true for ego as well but often it's the thing that's just pointing your arrow in the direction yes so um the way that i've heard you know spoken about ganesh in context of placing the obstacles that like that too is a gift it doesn't always feel or look like that, obviously, but that that is his gift, is that he is here to help us begin on our path. And yeah. that might look like taking an obstacle away or putting one obnoxiously in your path. Yeah, because nothing gets you to begin at something, especially transformation, like an obstacle. Right. Right? Like, how, how does pivoting... Like, we'd all love to sit here and say we're super great at pivoting all the time. Like, we're really adaptable to change. But humans actually aren't. Like, yeah. there's almost no information that says humans are super great at just like reorienting themselves on the fly. So what it generally takes is an obstacle, a challenge, um, something that has happened to you, or maybe you low key manifested yourself. (laughs) And now you have to reassess where you are and begin a new process or a new plan or a new path. And so in that way, I think the obstacle like debate around Ganesha is really about him being the Lord of beginnings because he's giving you opportunities to engage with something new. And what's cool about Ganesha is like, there's lots of other things he does too. Like he is that elephant headed God. He's got that big belly. He loves sweets, Um, but he's also a scholar. He is the Lord of intellect and wisdom to the point that in some stories it's said that Ganesh is a brahmachari, which means he's celibate and he is a renunciate, but that he is so obsessed with the idea of growth and evolution and developing his own wisdom that the only deities that he would agree to marry were intellect and wisdom. Mm -hmm. So, like, he loves the idea of joyfully pushing yourself through obstacles and joyfully learning and being a beginner in all of that. And I think that's also why Ganesha is really fun. Mm -hmm. I think obstacles, if they aren't said with love and like a happy belly and like a smile and a beautiful elephant head, obstacles would be terrible. Like, I don't want to see some angry, like, like, uh, woods, cabin dwelling witch being like hey i got your obstacle girl like that'd be dark so like the fact that we get this amazing elephant headed god that like holds sweets in his hands i mean that's a way friendlier way to take obstacles 
I don't even know what the, you know, Judeo Christian version is of the place of obstacles, but it's never good. No. Like, well, it's a little Hansel and Gretel which sounds a lot like a wood witch. It's like a wood witch chilling in the woods. I got you. I, mean, I got your obstacles. I mean, I feel like I've seen more of her than I have Ganesh when I've come upon obstacles, but maybe that's just how I've come upon them I mean, or how I've approached them. Sometimes my obstacles are literally placed by a woods witch. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Super fine. But the twist is I'm the wood witch, so there we are. <laughs> so I placed the damn thing, which also like is a whole philosophical thing we could go down, which we won't. But, you know, that like that these deities are, they are avatars and manifestations of universal consciousness as well as our own consciousness so you know i'm not i'm like ambiguously religious sure i just believe in a lot i believe in you jenna i believe in a lot of things i believe in something higher than myself and so you know for me like when i'm practicing and considering ganesh i'm not necessarily committing to being a hindu but i can see the facets of ganesh and how i can use them as portals to my own growth and I, I think, um, especially here in the Midwest, people get a little touchy about that, thinking, yeah. like, am I doing witchcraft? Yeah. Like, am I engaging in another religion? Is like, this incongruent with the religion that I'm deeply committed to? Right. Like, am I treading the path of, like, devi... Because a lot of religion... I had a really intense debate with a friend, like, a week ago about the idea that religion is faith or fact Mm. And how a lot of religions take faith and fact and try to make them the same thing. When really, at the end of the day, the only thing that's truly powerful in a religious context, because, like, your higher power could be anything. Like, your higher power could be science. But it doesn't even matter what it is. It took faith coming from your own heart and intention to get there. So, like, with Ganesh, I think it's very soothing for even someone who was raised in a, you know, Christian religious background which is my was my religious background as a child like seeing Ganesh the lord of beginnings things that are can be scary and the remover placer of obstacles as this beautiful friendly joyful wisdom loving entity is like a game changer because you don't have to be so afraid and so even if you're just taking that idea that, like, these things that are tough could come in a beautiful form is a huge idea for anybody, mm-hmm. no matter what your religious orientation is. And I don't think that has to be, like, inherently in conflict with the faith and belief that you hold in your heart. Yeah. Because I think stories stories and archetypal characters, which are what all of these deities are, are just as valid whether you come from that culture or not. The trick is, like, don't hate on them. (laughs) Like, you know, like, these are still sacred to folks. They're sacred to many people, and so they have to be treated with respect. But I think, especially with Ganesh himself, he's so accessible in the idea of what he stands for. Like, he has four arms. He holds things in his hand. He has a little mouse buddy. Like, if you ever do any pujas or any rituals from these cultures, you always honor Ganesh. He's always invited into any ritual because he is the Lord of Beginnings and he oversees them. And so stuff like that is just kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Also, he's he's really old. In like the pantheon of characters that we have in human religious iconography across the board, I mean, he's really ancient. So 
something like that I think is also really cool. Plus, like, who doesn't love an elephant? Right. Like, legitimately, like, kids love Ganesh. Right. Like, we have that Ganesh, what, he's been here literally five years, the stuffed Ganesh oh, yeah. that we use in all the teacher <laughs> trainings, and, like, people love him. Like, anytime someone's kids here, Ganesh they, they magically ended him. up yes. in their hands. I'm like, that's literally the magic of Ganesh, right? Yeah. So especially if you're not of a Southeastern uh, Asian religious orientation, don't be afraid to explore what Ganesh stands for. Like, or to connect with him or to like read about him because there's val- there's validity in all of it, whether it's your deep religious connection or not. And some people like love, I mean, they love Ganesh. People love Ganesha. Yeah. So cute. He's so delightful. His image is so delightful. What would you say for someone to engage with a practice around or inviting the qualities of Ganesh, like how would you, how would you share with someone to like just welcome this concept into their practice? Yes. So if you're not looking to do a traditional Ganesh like puja or practice, um, which is valid, right? If that's not your cup of tea, what Ganesh is about is his wisdom and intellect because Ganesh, for all he's jolly, is incredibly disciplined and incredibly studied. He is a yogi. He is a brahmachari. You always see him decked in yellow, which is the color of a brahmachari. And so if you want to invite Ganesh into your world, apply the discipline first, right? The study, the seeking of wisdom, or even just invite the idea that I want to be a person who seeks wisdom because that's very Ganesh-like. And so you could pick up a book, you could listen to a podcast on Ganesh, you could, you could just meditate on a picture of him. There are so many pictures on the internet of Ganesha. He's everywhere. People love him. You could just look at him and see what do you notice? Like, so you're taking that sort of intellectual approach to engaging with him. Um, the other ways that that's not really your bag, because that's like how I immediately go. Anytime you eat like something sweet, Think of Ganesha and think that it's a beautiful beginning, right? Like he loves sweets. He loves that sort of loving kindness energy. So, you know, bring that to the table. And like, if you have a piece of cake, cause it's your birthday or whatever, just be like, oh look, I'm like Ganesh now. I'm the Lord of beginnings and also the place or remover of my own obstacles. Because spoiler, you are. And then if those don't work for you, the hardest probably nuanced practice, but something you could consider is we all have obstacles daily right if the obstacles show up to you and they feel painful or uncomfortable probably more accurately take an opportunity to thank Ganesha for the obstacles he has placed Mm -hmm. and I think that is a very beautiful practice or even if you don't thank Ganesha thank the obstacle which is a manifestation of Ganesha Mm -hmm. this is for like this is like level two level three right like (laughs) if you want to go like really hard Ganesh Ganesh style, the next time, like, somebody gives you a nasty email at work, or, like, your kid is sick, or you can't find your car keys, which is my perpetual problem, like, thank the universe for the obstacle that's been placed before you, and recognize that it's also an aspect of divinity, just as much as all of the other stuff. And those are, like, really easy, tangible ways to connect with what Ganesha stands for. I think a really beautiful way to close this out is something you wrote about Ganesha, which is Ganesha represents firm determination 
Whenever the mind is resolute, all obstacles are overcome, enthusiasm is sustained, and victory is ensured. The root of determination is self-confidence and a sense of humor. Yes, because Ganesha is joy. He's joy. Thanks, Jenna.